0: Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplift you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. Are, we've been doing a series called Summer with Friends. And uh, let's all continue to stand up. Uh, we're going to honor our special guest this morning. Um, LaRon is my best friend. You know, you have, uh, you have friends, but then you have best friends. Um, friends are the ones that, you know, just need somebody to talk to you. know, they're they're there, but then they're friends' friends. Whenever you don't talk to with each other for like a couple months, but then you catch up, and then you're like, nothing happened. You know, like you're just you need those friends in your life. And LeRon is that for for me and Jess and Alicia. Alicia and I went um, youth group together growing up. So um, she's old, I'm not. All right, and um, me and LeRon met in college, and um, you know he he's been a blessing in our life. And I truly believe he has a word for each and every one of us today. So I ask you to open up your hearts, open up your minds for what God wants to do. And let's honor the man of the house today, Laurent, as he comes to brings the word.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you, Axios. Uh, you guys go ahead and grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. Uh, let me pray and get started. God, thank you. And I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, to share your message, God, thank you for amazing worship, God. Thank you for an amazing pastor and leadership team. God, we just pray that this message, God, would be just more than me. It, it will just impact the lives of the listeners, the hearers, God. Everybody that's sitting in this room, joining us online, uh, watching the service later, God, taking notes, wherever this message may hit them, God, you speak your truth to them, not mine. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody says, Amen, amen. amen. Uh, I am so glad to, to be uh, joined with you guys today. Uh, thank you, Eric, Jessica, for the opportunity to, to, to be here. Uh, it is my honor uh, to get to share this, this message with you guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed 4th uh, of July. Hope you guys had a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, you probably set up some illegal fireworks. Uh, but, you know, I hope you had a good time. Uh, me, and, me and some of my neighbors, we got together, bought some fireworks. Uh, you can do a whole lot more when you have somebody doing it with you. Uh, so we bought some fireworks. And the last one that we set off, we, you know, we, we did, we, you know, as men do, we try to say, hey, you know, I can make my grand finale. Uh, with a few boxes and so we did we tied some fuses together uh, and somehow I don't know how but these fireworks went off maybe about 20 feet from the ground and if you've ever seen fireworks go off 20 feet from the ground that the ones that actually borders it's kind of scary and right around where my family was sitting there's fireworks going off and I was like oh dear god <laughs> so so what everybody's safe everybody's good and so it, it's uh, it, it was absolutely fun um, but again I'm happy to be here happy to be uh, in the state of Florida sharing with you guys Uh, When we were driving down, I always tell my wife, you know, I have these dreams, and these plans of of living in Florida. And I think in my mind, I think about Florida uh, between January and February. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, I want to live in Florida. Uh, And my son, we stopped at a rest stop. And, you know, we're in the car for hours, so we stopped at a rest stop. And we went to the bathroom, and we were sitting under this tree. And he's like, Dad, why is it so hot? I was like, buddy, is this Florida? He's like, yeah, but it's in the shade. <laughs> I was like, yeah, buddy, it's, it's, it's Florida. So, uh, But uh, I have this question for you guys today. Have you ever been just wandering through life or maybe wandering through things, one, driving around, wandering around, look, and all of a sudden you look up and you realize you're not where you intended to be? It's like you just walking through and it's like, man, this is not where I thought I, I would be. You know, when I'm driving, I, you know, I do most of driving, um, and so maybe it's when you're driving, like you... You're just driving through, and you're familiar with the place. You're familiar with the city or the town, and you're just, you're just going about your day, and you maybe just zone out, and then you're like, oh, this is not where I intended to be. Or maybe when you're walking through, through Disney or, or Busch Gardens or the theme park, SeaWorld, wherever, you're, you, you know where you're supposed to go. You, you've been there several times, but you're just, you're just wondering, and then you, you look up, you realize you've been talking to somebody, and you look up, and you're like, "I'm like, I am nowhere where I thought I would be. You know, there's, there's. Oftentimes we do this. You know, we, you know, there's. I feel like there's a couple of different ways to approach Disney. And you guys, you've been to Disney. You've, you've, you've been around the parks, and so you, you get to hear the conversations of people. There's a couple of ways to approach a Disney trip. Uh, you can approach a Disney trip as like you know you're, you're walking through, and you just, you just show up. You just show up. You guys have the, 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 the privilege to just show up at Disney. I don't know how you know we have to drive and. And and make it a whole whole weekend trip, and so you know you can just show up at Disney. But you know I've I've met people that that they either just show up or they have this well planned, well organized. You know like we're going to do this and this day, we're going to go to this ride, and they have the, the passes set. You know it, it's kind of like this um, for me. Whenever I moved out of the state of Florida, uh, I packed up my convertible. I was living with Eric at the time. Um, I, I packed up my convertible and I left. And I, I went to my new job, my new church, and, and I, I was so excited to get there. I drove straight through, so excited to get there. Uh, and I got to the apartment, the church is set up for me, and I opened the door, and I was like, there's no furniture in here. And I, everywhere I've lived up until that moment in my life has been furnished. I was like, there's no furniture in here. Uh, and I was like, oh, I, I slept on a couch that the last people left until I got a bed, um, And then when my uh, girlfriend at the time, Alicia, when she moved, I watched her move, and she came up like... You know, a couple of months early, and she looked at all these apartments, and, and she got her utilities set up, and, and she got her cable set up. And I was like, man, I didn't do any of this. Uh, and, and when she moved, she got her, her her moving truck organized. And when she moved, I watched the organization, and I was like, man, I made the right choice. <laughs> like, because this it was like she was ready. Nothing was a surprise. She didn't show up and realize she needed somewhere to sleep. She already had it planned out. Um, there's a couple ways... Again, when we, uh, when we look through life, when we go through things, we could be intentional or we can just figure it out when we get there. Let me ask this question this way. Have you ever been doing that with your own life? Walking through life only to look up and realize, I am not where I thought I would be. Maybe in your finance, maybe in your family, uh, maybe in your education, maybe in your career, uh, maybe in your parenting, maybe even your faith been going through life and you're like, man, this is not where I thought I should be or would be. If you remember nothing else about the message, I want you to remember this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Everyone ends up somewhere where very few people end up somewhere on purpose. We all end up somewhere. You will end up somewhere. We go through life. We will, we will get to a place, but very few people get to their destination on purpose. And this is, this, is a very, this is a very broad message. Um, it's, it's intentionally broad. I could spend, you know, weeks, I could spend uh, countless messages talking about these topics because they're all passion points to me. I love talking about this stuff. I love talking to, to young families, to newly married couples, to, to young parents. It's, they're passion points of mine. But the reality is life is challenging. Life is tough. Life is unexpected, and life is always changing. And you can approach life a couple different ways. You have a few options. You could just approach it of the, you know, you know, whatever will happen will happen. Or you could be proactive. You can be proactive in your, in your dating life. Maybe you're not married yet. You're just dating. You're, you're, just, you're just seeing what's out there. You can be proactive in your dating life. You can be proactive um, as you're expecting uh, to be a parent you know that there's things to come. There's, there's a nursery to put together. There's, there, there's, there's nutrition things. There's stuff to learn about when you're getting ready to be a parent. Or, or you can be proactive as your kids are, are entering into a new season of life. Um, I have a 70-year-old, and, and uh, we did something. Uh, you know, we're, we're expecting another child. And we did something this one time, and we'll never, ever, ever do it again. Uh, we took our seven year old to our doctor's appointment. Um, if you've ever taken a seven year old to an OBGYN room, <laughs> There's too many questions. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, what's this? What's this? How's this? And what's this picture of it? And eventually, Alicia was like, just go over there and sit next to that. And we're like, I'm never going to do that again. But there's a whole lot of questions that came out of that encounter. And the reality is, is you guys who have, you know, older kids, you know that, that kids just approach different seasons in life, and they're going to start asking you questions. And so you could just let it happen, or you could be proactive. You could approach it as, as it comes up. You know, you could do it as an employee, like how, you know, what kind of employer do I want, what kind of employee do I want to be? It doesn't matter who's around you, it doesn't matter how everybody else acts, you are responsible for yourself. So what kind of employee do you want to be? If you're an employer, you get to you get to set the tone and the culture of your workplace. So what kind of workplace do you want to create? You're responsible. If you are, if you are worried about your finance, be proactive. You know, we all we all where we vote for for him or not we were hoping that student loans will go away but they didn't uh and so we got to pay are we ready you know are you ready and so that's the thing it's like be proactive in your finance everybody ends up somewhere but very few people end up somewhere on purpose so where are you going where are you going are you wandering through life letting it happen to you or are you going somewhere on purpose where are you at in this, in your current season, in your current context? Are you, are you just approaching the man? I'll just figure it out when I get there. Are you, are you trying to go somewhere on purpose? I had the the, the great uh, benefit and privilege of um, I, I grew up in church most of my life. I grew up in church. Um, I you know went to church Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, Bible studies. I I did I did all that um, from a very young age. I didn't have uh, I not have a choice. I just my parents took me took me to cho- uh, church. And I realized something that that I actually I enjoyed being at church. I enjoyed the, the people I was around, and I realized like because I was missing things in my own in my own home, and so I would see how how families interacted with each other. I would see how how fathers treated their sons. I would see how 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 families just did did life together. In my very young mind, I couldn't I couldn't contextualize all of it. I just realized there's there's something that I liked about it. I would go to friends' homes and and I would see their families like doing things together and, and eating meals together. And, and I realized this all this was, was creating a, a, a it for me. Like all of it was starting to build a desired outcome for my family, my future family. Again, I was young. I was in middle school, sometimes elementary school, tr- trying to think, okay, you know, what am I actually seeing it. I couldn't understand what I was seeing. I just knew that I liked seeing it. I liked it. Whatever it was, I liked it, and I wanted that to be in my family. And so all of it started building that desired outcome for my future, my relationships, my marriage, my parenting style. Alicia and I, uh, you know, we, we, all, we didn't have the ideal family dynamics, but when we got together, we wanted something different. And so we talked about it. We wanted, okay, what is it that we want and we didn't have, because we didn't have great examples at home of, of how to be parents, how to be moms and dads, how to be a married couple. Uh, we didn't have great examples of how to manage our money well. And so we asked questions and we watched and then we asked more questions. It's like, how did you do it? How did you, how did you do it? How did you do it raising a child? How did you do it saving for a house? How did you do it, you know, getting out of debt? And so we would just ask these questions to different people and, and it all builds something for us. And that's what we wanted. Everyone ends up somewhere, but very few people end up somewhere on purpose. This is what it, this is what Paul says in Ephesians and, and as Paul's writing this letter to the church in in Ephesus, you know, he would build these churches and, and then he would move on to another city and build some more churches, and then he'll he'll send letters back. He'll send these letters back to, to churches to, to, to address things that he might hear about or address problems that have arisen in the church. And so Paul sends this letter to the church in Ephesus. And this whole chapter, chapter 5, is actually talking about the, the, the Christian family, the, the, the Christian household. And so this is what Paul says. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most out of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand that what God's will is for your life. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be fulfilled in the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord. Always give thanks to the Lord, um, the Father of everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says that, you know, I love that statement. It says, make the most out of every opportunity because the days are evil. Make the most of what you've been given. So how do we end up somewhere on purpose? How is it that we end up somewhere on purpose? One, is we have to be intentional. You gotta be intentional. Intentional in your in your marriage. You have to be intentional in your marriage. Uh, you have to be intentional in your, in your, in your finance. And like I said, this, this message is, you know, whether you're married, whether you're a college student, whether you're a high school student, whether you're dating, it, it, you can could, you could, uh, listen to it in just your context and, and apply it to your life because all of it, all of it matters in our life. And we all, it's all important because how do we make the most out of every opportunity? Wherever you are right now, whether you're a young parent, whether you're an old parent, whether you're a grandparent, you have been given an opportunity. For college, you have been given an opportunity. You're, you're just going into, the world. wherever you're at in your life, you have been given an opportunity. So make the most out uh, of your opportunity. So you have to be intentional. It won't just happen. In your marriage, you know, if you're, if you're married, it's like, do, you, do you have goals in your marriage? Are you intentional with your marriage relationship? Because it won't happen. Whatever it is. Everyone has a it in your life and you you think, man, I want it, I want to be like that, I I want that thing in my life, you want it, you want the the connectivity, you want the relationship, you want communication, you want a a long-lasting marriage, whatever it is in your life, that's what you want. But it won't just happen. You have to be intentional. You want your, your finances to be in order. It won't just happen. We all wish we could just win the lottery. It won't just happen. (laughs) <laughs> you you have to be intentional. You can be given an opportunity. It won't just happen to be financially freedom. You know, I didn't always have goals. I've just learned to be intentional with the time and the opportunities I've been given. And your parenting. You know, yeah, you know, for, for me and my household, you know, we, we're very intentional with, with our parenting. You know, like I like I said earlier, I had the very I had the great privilege of, of going to church. Um, all the time as a, as, a, as a kid. I didn't have a choice. And this might be taboo to, to some people, but, but your kids really shouldn't have a choice either. You know, take them to church. They don't have a, church, they don't have a, a, a choice to go to school, um, but they don't love school. Take, take them to church uh, because they get to see something different. They get to learn. They get to, to learn more just than just education, but they also learn about community and, and sacrifice and learn about God. And so this just take, take your, keep, keep your kids in church. So it won't just happen. So, so with, your, with your parenting goals, there, we're very intentional with, with our parenting. We're very intentional with what we watch. We're very intentional with, with, with even when we're watching a movie and, and our son is in the living room, um, we don't watch as much stuff. I used to love playing video games. Uh, but for a long time, I had to put it away. Why? Because my son wanted to spend time with me, and I had a choice. Do I want my relationship with my son to exist, or do I want to play Video games that I don't want him to see. And so I put I put my Xbox away until until such a time as he got a little more mature. And so, guys, that, that's the thing. With everything in your life, whatever, wherever your, your context, whatever your reality is currently in this moment, you have to be intentional. If it's financial, be intentional. If you want to be out of debt, if you want to get out of debt, be intentional. Everybody say be intentional. Be intentional. Set goals. Whatever it is in your life, what is your it in your life? Set your goals. When you look at a compass and, you, and you, you hold it in your hand, you see that a needle is always pointing nor- north. No matter which way you would turn, the needle will always point in the right direction, will always point north. That's the it in your life. No matter what may come your way, when you have it, when you have it in your life, you'll realize man, I might be going in the wrong direction, so let me course correct. If you don't have it in your life, you're going to go wherever the wind blows. What's your it? There's this quote that I learned from. Uh, I heard from Dave Ramsey uh, years and years ago, and I really wish that I learned. I heard this quote uh, sooner in life because I feel like I would have been better prepared for my finances. But but he says this. He said, "Live like no one else, so you can live like no one else." If you guys know Dave Ramsey, and he's all big about financial freedom. He's not big about you know being rich. It's not about you being rich. It's about being financially free, so you can live like no one else. And so, if you want to be financially free, it requires you to have an it. Yes. Set standards. If you're dating, if you're looking to date, set standards. Yeah. Don't, just, don't just run wherever, wherever the wind blows because you can get whatever the wind blows in. Right. Set, set standards in your life. Um, edu- if you're looking for education, if you're looking going to school, you know set your priorities. It won't just happen. You have to be intentional. Yes. If we really want to do something, if we want to live like no one else, we have to live like no one else. We want our family, our family, my family, Alicia, I, Ezra, our new, our new child, we want our families to love each other. We want us, we want us to be, we want us, our families to be connected. And so we are intentional to have things in our life and priorities to where that happens. The other thing that you need, sometimes you just need better friends. That's just that. That's just the flat reality. You need better friends in life. The Bible says, "As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another." So whatever it, what is your it in your life? You need a friend that may be better at it than you. Right. If they're a few steps ahead of it of you, you know those are the friends that you need. You know, you don't need the people that are are a few steps behind you telling you what to do. That's in front of you. That makes sense. So you you need better better friends right. who does it well. No, who's better at it than you? Um, Who does it the way you wish you could do it? Whatever it is in your life, there's a friend that can make you better. Second is be committed to it. It requires your attention. It won't just happen. It, It won't just appear. It won't just keep happening. It won't just take care of itself. It requires action. And you know, I used to, I, this was all all in, in, in joking, but I used to tell my wife, you know, just, you know, if you ignore it, it'll take care of itself. <laughs> you know, just ignore the debt bill, it'll take care of itself. Uh, I always say, you know, again, this is, this is a joke. I said, the best thing that ever happened to me was I got married because my credit score improved. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I probably should pay that bill. You know, it's like, oh, you know, things in life will get better if, you just, if, you, if you're a responsible adult. Um, man, who was the first pastor that hired me? I don't know, Eric. <laughs> uh, thank God for older men that, that that trusted us. You know, so you know, so it it requires attention. It, it won't just happen. So whatever the it what's the north point? What's the north point in your life? What's the goals in your life? What are you going after? What's your dreams? What's your visions? You know, where's God leading you? All of this requires intentionality, and it requires commitment. It requires commitment. You know, there's, in, in, our, in our parenting, when we, think, when we think about intentionality, something that we've often say, too, is later is better. It's all about delayed gratification. You know, we, we want to be, I was joking with my son, and I was like, hey, buddy, you know, I was like, I'm your friend. And he's like, you're not my friend, you're my dad. That's absolutely right, guys. Yeah. You are not your, your, your kid's friends That's if you're right. a parent. You are their parent. Yes. Right. Parent them now, be their friends later. Right. Right. Later, 18 plus. Be their parent. If, if, whatever it is, if you want a, a healthy, thriving relationship with your children, you, you, you would think like, oh, I just need to be their friends. That's not what they need from you. Yeah. They don't want that from you. They want you to be the parent in their life. If you want to be, you know, financially free, it requires commitment. Yeah. It's not just one time. It's like, oh, I probably need to cut up that card, or I probably need to live differently. I make, need to make better decisions. Lay, uh, delayed gratification, later is better. Yeah. If you're starting, if you know, if you're in high school, this is this is me, I'm a, I'm just a guest speaker, but I say don't even date. Like just wait, wait. Later is better. Focus, guy. focus on yeah. yourself. Know who you are. Yeah. Know you are, learn, learn who you are, be confident in who you are. Yeah. Delayed gratification. Sandra Stanley says this, and when we think about commitment, when we think about intentionality, it sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like things that it's constant. And that's the reality. It is constant. It should be constant. But Sandra Stanley says this, longer the days, but short are the years. When you're, when you're doing this stuff, like it, it, it's it's daily and it seems like a lot of work and it's a lot of intentionality and, and it's a lot of saying no to things. It's a lot of, of doing things later. A lot of things of, of seeing other people live life differently than you. But you have to say no because you're trying to make better decisions. And, and it may feel long in and it is long. Those days are long. It, it, it stinks sometimes that you, you can't do everything that you want to do. You can't spend the way you wish you could spend. You can't do the things that you see other people doing with their kids. And you have to say no. But she's, this is what she's meaning about a quote that says, long are those days. Those days are long, but, but the years, when you, when you get it right, when you do it right, it's, it's so much better. The days are short, but the years, the days are long, but the years are short. <laughs> when I think about my relationship with my kids and when I think about my, our, our home life, um, I had a mentor that said this to me. He's like, there will always be a last for everything. And those of you guys who are older parents, you remember, you know, when you used to to, to, to read stories to them. You remember when they used to want to hold your hand. You, you remember all these things, and it, and those days just go by so quickly, yeah. and those years go by so quickly. And, and that's where I remember. I was like, man, be intentional now with my son. Be committed now with my son because there will come a time to where he's not going to want to to come and cuddle next to me. He's not going to want to come and, and for me to read a story. He, those days are going to go by so quickly. Yes. Long are the days, but short are the years. Find accountability. I I, I one time when I was um had a meeting with uh, um uh, a trainer and she said this and it was it's very true. I was talking about just working out, getting back into, into the routine of things, and you guys were like, oh what happened? I was like, I don't. just just listen to my stories. Uh but I was, I was meeting with her and, and I was probably trying to be financially free, so I was like, Yeah, this is not gonna work out. Uh, but uh, but she's like you know, you know, in, in working out it takes it takes it takes time. You know, one cheeseburger won't make you fat and one push up won't make you skinny. And I was like, Yep, yeah, that's 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 true. I just I just couldn't stop eating those cheeseburgers. Uh, but don't do life, don't do life alone. When, you, when you're trying to work on it, when you're trying to be better at it, when you're trying to be accountable to it, when you're trying to be intentional with it, it's, it's very easy to think. like, oh, I just do it by myself. And what happens when we do it by ourselves? Like, we allow ourselves to slide. Find, find accountability. Don't do life by yourself. Yeah, yeah. One of the best things Alicia and I, uh, we did was uh, we, did, we were, just again, we were pastors at this time. And so we, we hopped into a small group. And we were like, okay, let's, I was, I was tired of being lonely in ministry. So I hopped into a small group and we're sitting in a, in a small group circle and a question was asked. Uh, this was like right at the beginning of the, of the meeting and uh, the, the host was sitting on this side of me and she started going this way. And the question was asked, tell me your story. And you guys probably are thinking the same thing. Now I'm thinking, oh man, which version of the story do I tell? And as it, as it came around to To me, I decided, I was like, enough is enough. I'm going to tell the real story, the full story, the transparent story. And so I did. But that small group semester was the best moment of our life. It challenged us. It pushed us. It required us to grow. Uh, We learned how to be better parents. We learned how to be better stewards of our money. we We just learned so much just by being real, by being honest, and by being open. Everyone ends up somewhere, but very few people end up somewhere on purpose. The last thing I have is not last. It's not last in, in importance. It's last in order, but not last in importance. As a matter of fact, it's the first in importance. Because we need to be faithful. Amen. Does it align with God? Whatever, whatever it is in life, whatever your, your passion, whatever your, your desire, whatever the, the goals. Uh, again, you know, one thing I love about Dave Ramsey is he's not about teaching people to become wealthy. He's teaching people about being financially free, living below your means, whatever your means are. Your means are different than my means. They're different than your neighbor's means. They're different than, than the person across from you means. It's, we all have different means. But this thing is not about being wealthy, but it's being about living below your means, being wise with what you've been given. Going back to that scripture in, in Ephesians, it's like you know, you know, do the best with every opportunity you have been given. So ask yourself, ask God, does it align with God? Go, God, they'll think about God first. Many are the plans of a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yes. We will have plans, we will do things, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails seek first the kingdom of God and all and his righteousness all these things will be added to you and so when we think about the things that we want in life when we think about our hopes when we think about desires when we think about our dreams when we think about being better parents being better stewards of our money being better friends being in a better relationships, when we think about all these things does it align with God pray first pray first pray often Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in God. Pray first, pray often. And if you're married, this is the one thing that applies just for for married couples, but but a word of wisdom uh, is pray together. Pray together. You know, it's that that thing of you, it, it doesn't make sense for you, for God to bring two people together and then you to have different goals than your spouse like you to have different ideals of, of parenting than your spouse for you to have different idea of finances than your spouse now those are two things that often lead to divorce in, in American culture and so you know pray first pray often pray together if you're married pray together spend time aligning your goals together you know what kind of family do we want what kind of marriage do we want how do we want our finances to be how do we want our, 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 our family unit to structure what is what are the things of importance? You know, are sports important? Um, or I remember, there's, again, very young in, in, our, in our marriage, and we're living in this community in Alpharetta, Georgia, and, and sports were number one. Sports and education, two number one priorities. I remember talking to this dad, and, and I asked him, I was like, hey, how come your kids don't play uh, sports? And he's like, you know, we, we realized that sports take up so much time, but we wanted something different in our family. So they decided... They decided that they sports wasn't gonna be a priority. And they they wanted all the time together. I would watch them, and they still do this to this day. The kids are older, some of them graduated, they get together, they go hiking. And we all see these these moments on, on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and our reels, and, and we're like, man, we want it. We want that thing. But do we do we actually are we actually intentional with achieving are we asking you now does these things align with God? Are we committed to 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 being that? Now last time I was here, I went to play golf and and uh, I was surprised I did better than I than I thought. I played golf once a year. And I, I remember telling somebody a story when I got back home, I was like, Yeah, he was like, How was it? I was like, I was good, I was I was pretty good, but my, my putting game stinks and I was like, I need to figure out how to fix that. I was like, Yeah, probably if I played more than once a year. And he's like, Yeah, that's probably how you would fix it. And I realized, like, like, am I really committed to fixing my golf game? Probably not, because uh, I will play more. Uh, but that's the thing is, like, in anything in life, we could say we want it, we could say we desire it, but, but do, we have to, do we actually chase it? Do we go after it? Are we intentional with it? Are we committed to it? Everyone ends up somewhere, but very few people end up somewhere on purpose. So why does all this all matter? Why? Why does all these things in our life matter? To, to do things right. To 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 be committed. Why? Why? You know what's like? What's the big deal? Like why? Why? Why is all these things even important? In another letter to a church, um, to an individual Titus, uh, Paul writes this, and he. And this is a prison epistle. This is a prison letter. This is, usually, this is close to the end of, end of Paul's life. He's in prison close to the moment of his execution. And he writes a few letters. And, and he writes this one to Titus. And, and Titus is on the island of Crete. And what's important about that, Crete is, is, a, is an island, it's a Greek island, and, and it's, it's known for, for people who are a little dishonest. It's, and frankly, it's known for people who are, who are more liars. Uh, men who are mercenaries, they lived on the island of Crete. And that term, you know, Cretan, it comes from, that's the original world, Crete. Uh, the Greek word is kretizo. And, and this is what the letter, it's the heading of the letter starts out this way. It's all about doing it for the sake of the gospel. And so why does having a, a life like this, a, why is living like no one else so we can live like no one else, why does all that matter? And Paul says this in his letter says, you, however, must teach what is appropriate to sound doctrine. Teach older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, sound, uh, sound in faith, love, and endurance. Likewise, teach older women to be reverent in the way they live. Not to be slanderous, addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good so that they can urge the younger women who are looking at them. Urge the younger women. To love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled and pure, to, to be busy at home, to be kind, to be subject to their husband, so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Set an example by doing what is good and teaching, um, in teaching show integrity, seriousness, soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that no one will oppose you and uh, for those who oppose you, may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. Going down to child verse eleven, for the grace of God has appeared to offer salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodly, unworldly passion, and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. This is Paul's letter. Of why is it important for a Christian household to have standards, to live in a way? That, that doesn't make sense to its community, but looks different. The gospel is, pro, is proven, the redemptive work, it has to be proven in a public square, in a public eye, when we live our life out loud. That's why got you know, Jesus said, you know, we don't, it, it doesn't make sense to, to, to light, a, light a candle and then put a basket over it. Now be a city on a hill. Be your, live your, let your family, let your household be, be an example to your community. You know, I was, I was talking with a, um, a coworker, with all the craziness of the world and 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 uh, culture that's, that's that's just shocking culture right now, and, and your kids in school and all this stuff that's going on. We're we're chatting in, in my office, and, and he's like, maybe if Christians just, you just live their life in such a way to where it's just it's just solid. It's just, you know, we love each other, we love our community, we, we make a difference, we love our kids, our kids are good in school, our kids are respectful, and if we just live our life that way, and, and, you know, people will just realize, like, man, all this craziness, you know, I'm done with that, but, man, whatever those people have, that's what I want. And I was like, yeah, that's what actually, you know, Paul's letter to Titus was. Hey, there's a lot of stuff going on in your community that is, is they're considered liars and, and slanderers and, and drunkards and and all this stuff. He's like, just... It's like, don't judge them, don't condemn them, just just live your life according to the gospel. You live your life in such a way to where it, it stands out, it might not make sense to them now, but but they'll want it, they'll desire it. We're in a community, but our lives need to look different. In order for our lives to look different, we have to act different. And you won't act different if you don't know where your it in your life is. So I end with this. Here's your it's your next steps. Ask God. Spend time in prayer. God, what is my it in my life? If you're single, you ask that question by yourself. If you're married, ask it with your spouse. Now think about it. Break it down to something smaller, maybe in, in your context, you know, something that you might be struggling with right now. Maybe it's your, it's your parenting. It's like, God, what is my, what is, what is our it in our life in parenting? What do we want in our family? What do we want in our finances? Ask those questions. And then find accountability. Don't do life by yourself. Don't do life by yourself because you're just, you're just selling yourself short. And I encourage you to find, find a good friend. Find somebody who's further along in it than you are. Someone who's better at it than you are. Someone who does it the way you wish you could do it. It's like, man, that's what I want in life. Let's pray. God, thank you. God, thank you for this opportunity, God. Thank you for an opportunity to share with your people some things that are important to me some things that are important to my wife, things that we love to talk about and share about. God, we just pray, God, whatever, for Axios Church, for the individual in this church, God, that whatever their it in their life is, that they would be committed to it. God, they, they, they would be intentional with it, but first they would ask the question, is it aligned with you? God, I pray for for godly friends, I pray for godly influences of people that are, are, are better at it, maybe parenting or, or finances or education, raising adult children, whatever the it in their life is, that they'll find somebody that's a few steps ahead of them. And they'll ask those questions, how can I do this?
0: Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to AxiosChurch.com and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning. We meet every Sunday and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.